So are we recording yeah. at this point? Yeah, unfortunately, all of this is recorded. Because so you, yes. you guys love the cold open of me embarrassing myself, like four Christmases <laughs> not being a Christmas movie. I think I'm right, you know. No. You guys know I'm right, right? Like you're just no. making fun of me because it's funny, or you really think I'm wrong? We really think you're I wrong. I think you're wrong. We yeah. think you're wrong. You can we guys. can we take a tally of the four p- other people on this call than Chris? Who thinks he got it right? Could have been four fucking summer vacations. It could have been anything. I see not a hand. Not a hand. <laughs> Die Hard only works on Christmas. That is God so... damn it. Welcome to One More Hollywood Podcast. I am not a movie star, but I am Chris Moore. Hi, and I'm Dennis, and one day I hope to be. <laughs> and I'm Katie Murphy. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Clearly, today we are talking about movie stars, um, some actors that we would generally consider big movie stars, have recently said that social media has killed the movie star. This is something that I have talked about with my students way back in like 2014 when I started teaching at UCLA, because that was like the rise of social media and like, you know, they were all younger than me and into YouTube stars and social media people. And we talked a lot about how that has kind of changed the definition of a star. So do you guys agree? Have we lost the movie stars from the past? I mean, Chris, you want to go first? You want to tackle this one first? Well, I mean, I sadly, I think the real answer is uh, that we have to decide what a movie star is. I mean, I think that the the idea of these big, famous Humphrey Bogart people and, and that they, or, you know, even Tom Cruise, Will Smith, Bruce Willis, people who you would go, you know, Julia Roberts, uh, to see a movie because they were in it or you know, they could help you, you know, determine what you wanted to go see because you just wanted to go see them. Uh, I just don't think that exists anymore. I'm not really sure it's YouTube or TikTok that killed it, but I don't think it exists anymore. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it is a wide, I think it's not just social media. I think it's that social media definitely had a part in it. But I think, you know, just as a child of the 80s, uh, movie stars, were you know they weren't doing that many movies so these people were doing the big big movies they had a lot more of our attention uh back in the day and i think that in general like now our attention sort of has to be spread among so many people that the influence that a lot of these stars have isn't there anymore but don't you guys like still have the feeling when you see a movie that's coming out and you're like oh well so and so's in it so I'm kind of curious to see that movie. Like, does that not happen to you guys Eh, anymore? I've been burned too much on some of that (laughs) stuff. Like I saw the mummy in 2017 with Tom Cruise. And I mean, I, I still, I still regret that day. 2017. (laughs) I remember it like it was yesterday. The other thing I would say, Katie, to that question is, yeah, I mean, you certainly look at it and, and it's a combination of, you know, what, what the, who for me who the director is and and what's the story and there are pairings that are I really like so like if Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man again I'll go see that um, uh-huh. uh you know I couldn't possibly come up with what a sequel to Barbie is but if Ryan Gosling and 
Margot Robbie went back to Barbie and Ken, I'd probably watch it. Um, but I don't know that there's somebody who's just a star that, you know, I would go. I would say it used to be that way, Katie. But I, I think right now, if I turned on one of my streamers, they would have a Nicolas Cage movie that was new. I think he sort of epitomizes what has sort of happened in the business, which is that the there are certain stars that are still big enough. And every now and then, like I thought that action movie where he played himself, like what would yeah. Nicolas Cage do was funny as shit. And I think he can be really great. And I think sometimes you can tell, you can look at the movie and be like, he just did that for money. Like the, and yeah. You know, maybe right. I'm just jaded. Well, the saddest one for me right now is Bruce Willis, that the people were taking advantage of him and just putting him in movies be because they could get the money. And I think that's been the biggest thing that actually hurt movie stars. Wasn't TikTok or social media. It was that these foreign markets and the television markets and everything started just having stars they would guarantee they'd make a movie with. And so you just have guys you know, men and women who would just be like, yeah, all right, I'll do that because they're going to pay me $10 million. And, you know, I remember this was going on years ago. Uh, a, a company I worked at represented Charlie Sheen. And Charlie was on fire and had done all this, you know, platoon and other stuff. And he was bankable is the term they use. And, you know, we, we started putting him in movies. You can probably name some of the movies that it's clear, you know, because he was just getting offered a ridiculous amount of money. And it wasn't that we were putting him in it. He was just, he want, you know, why not? That's why you're doing it. Part of it is to make money. And so it's like, at some point, a lot of people diluted it themselves. There's a whole other piece. I think this is more the Will Smith side where you get to be so powerful. You start green lighting movies like after earth with, with his son Yeah, yeah. where you're like, man, maybe this movie shouldn't have gotten made, but who the fuck's going to tell Will Smith? No, no, we're not doing that movie. That's a bad idea, dude. Don't do that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And some people, I mean, it's one thing I super respect about Denzel Washington is that guy's been Denzel Washington for my entire life. And very rarely does that dude pick wrong. You know, like That's when I point. see him, I'm like, yeah, I might. he's like one of the few guys left who... I look at it and say, and I think somebody like Julie Roberts is actually super smart. Like I like the things she's picked, but she's done some TV series and other stuff. She's no longer trying to pretend, you know, she's the movie star that can only be in big movies or whatever. You know, she's done some cool stuff and she's funny and she's lovable and she's, so it's like, you know, I, I would probably check it out, but she's got politics and whenever she works with Clooney, there's always some message there, but uh, it's, it's just that they've become so powerful in the business that not everybody can make great choices right away, you know, and, and it's been diluted. Well, it's interesting. I feel like, well, I think the hard part of this is that like we need to, I don't actually want to do this, but there's a lot of different definitions of what you could think of as a movie star. So Dr. I think- Dr. Katie, here <laughs> she comes. Sorry, I don't That's actually right. want to define it. I don't want to get you, back into the franchise debate. Let me diagnose what's wrong with you before you make yeah. any really dumb statements. I did learn my You can hear the lesson. encyclopedia hit the desk and fold open. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I could reference some books if you wanted me to, but we don't need to right now. Um, but the articles that 
I was talking about. One is, uh, I forget when this article was from, but I think it was last year when the Marilyn Monroe movie came out. Ana de Armas said, um, there's so much information out there and oversharing. The concept of a movie star is someone untouchable you only see on screen. That mystery is gone. For the most part, we've done that to ourselves. Nobody's keeping anything from anyone anymore. Meaning like there's so much you have to share on social media. And I almost feel like that's separate from the like actors making choices like based on the creative projects they want to be in. But I do think that's also part of the definition of a movie star. But it's like almost like their own persona and like how they act as a human. That's tricky though. Because I think think about Dwayne Johnson. Like he has a massive social following. He's very, very active on it. And up until like Black Adam, I assume, anything he was in. I mean, he was able to make to to he was able to enter the the Fast and Furious franchise, and then take it over a little bit, and then make a Fast and Furious side story out of it. Like that's that's kind of wild. You come into somebody else's thing franchise. About the Rock, because we end up talking about the Rock more than probably any of us would have thought when we started this podcast. <laughs> but he's he's uh, he also though back to the choice, but also your point about knowing a lot about him is he. He has an image and a thing that he's created, and I don't know if they taught him that at wrestling school or however it is, but yeah. he's consistent. And I hate to say it, and I know there was a bunch of stuff that came out over Thanksgiving that the word of that the dictionary people or some people declared the big word of 2023 was authenticity, and we talk about that all the time. But the truth of the matter is you feel like The Rock is The Rock, right? Right. And he picks movies where I'll see The Rock in Jumanji, I like seeing The Rock and Kevin Hart pretending they're CIA agents. Great movie. Right? I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll see, you know, I mean, <laughs> I love this movie The Rock produced that he's in for like two minutes called Wrestling With My Family. Oh, yeah. That was actually, it's that a was great really movie. And it's, I think, one of the first big movies that the, the woman Florence Pugh, I think is her name or whatever, was in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the I guy so. who plays her dad is Simon Pegg's partner is funny as shit. Like it is... And The Rock just shows up literally as The Rock. Like, like and, and you're like, well, of course, it's a wrestling movie, right? But you're like, I love that dude, you know? But if The Rock all of a sudden was in, like, Pelican Brief with Julia Roberts and John Grisham look, you'd just be like, okay, dude, come on now. Like, you're not... He does you, a movie where he's a chess champion. You're like, come on, bro. Right, like, exactly. <laughs> like, And so that's why I think it's funny. The thing I will say, Katie, to your point about what Anna's saying what's really ironic about her making that comment if you're right about when the time was is uh-huh. they made a movie about a movie star yeah that she plays the movie star <laughs> right and yet so that movie star which is from a different generation being Marilyn Monroe it's very meta. is so famous that she she actually had movies made about her right yeah and Yet and and I think it's I think Anne in some ways is right you know I mean I think we talk about it I I certainly do we we had this conversation we we're preparing for this thing about Jennifer Lopez who I think is the hardest working very talented smart I had a tiny interchange with her the first time she was dating Ben and we lived together in a house in at, in Park City and we're doing a Project Greenlight episode and we had a conversation and I said you know from my point of view as a producer you're so famous your JLo that it's going to be really hard for you to play parts because I like thinking the actor falls into the part. Right. And we, at the time she was, had this movie called made in Manhattan and 
uh, you know, she's a maid in a hotel and she falls in love or uh, a guest in the hotel played by Ray Fiennes. And I was thinking like, well, I don't know. I just don't know if I can see J-Lo as a maid in a hotel in Manhattan because she's fucking J-Lo. Like, like, and then I had another situation where I was making a movie with Ben when he was dating J-Lo and we were trying to get it made, trying to get it made and it had a romance in it. And ultimately the studio was like right now, while Ben and Jennifer are so famous and literally the, the first version of Jennifer is probably the most, one of the most famous couples ever, right? The, that we can't market a movie where Ben is having a romance with somebody else, even if it's fake and it's not really Ben right now, because people are going to wonder about JLo, right? And they're going <laughs> to wonder about... And and so it was like this really funny conversation. Now, they weren't greenlighting the movie anyway, so I don't want to go out and say, oh, it didn't happen because Ben and Jennifer's relationship was so popular. But it definitely had an effect that their real life, and a lot of people think it was Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton who started this concept, was their real life was almost becoming more famous and much bigger a story than any movie could be. Well, yeah, I think that's a good point because back to Anna Jarmus's comment, like it, like I think what you're talking about, about Ben and JLo, that was almost also uh, an effect of not necessarily social media, but like just the kind of like hype around celebrity and, I think Ana de Armas's comment was it was from the Marilyn Monroe movie. And I am sure the context of that quote that I pulled out of the article was like basically her talking about Marilyn Monroe and like that kind of untouchableness of someone like Marilyn Monroe and how Ana de Armas now feels a lot more pressure because celebrities' lives are so much more like seen. And you have almost like an obligation now with social media to be authentic and like you know yeah but i do wonder for celebrities when i mean i don't want this to get too in the weeds but <clears throat> when you share a lot yourself like the, for the rock right he shares a lot of stuff on social for a lot of these people that share a lot on social i feel like it undercuts a lot of the paparazzo crap right like they're so people they're so free yeah. to share their own so like i think in moments like that where people are the celebrity becomes so massive like it like, again it, it it takes over and then you either have the actor decide to play a role that they would never like a villain or some a role that they would never because they're even nervous about being typecast because they're always that that sort of person um and i think that you know that's something that's really interesting is that if you share yourself you have control of your own narrative mm -hmm. it tends to like negate a lot of that sort of wild assuming you don't just still wild things outside but um but i think that that's that's such an interesting thing she did she was playing Marilyn. Uh, you know i mean yeah. it's not like they're going to come up with like i don't know maybe they would but like a george clooney bot you know bio movie in the future where somebody plays george Clooney, you know like that's it that was a superstar like yeah. she was like an icon yeah you know what i mean and i just think that it uh, unless somebody does something really bad, <laughs> sadly, <laughs> I can't see someone being yeah. like that again. Yeah, that's you know. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully not bad. Well, we but don't I also think I yeah. would hate. I hate to say it, and this may reveal my age or my prejudice against talent, because I think all the people we've talked about so far, even Nicolas Cage, who maybe has been in a few movies that I didn't like that much, are actually super talented. And yeah. I've said it on this podcast before, you know, 
J-Lo, Ben, Charlie Sheen. These guys, th these people are good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And they have made a living out of being celebrities, out of being performers, out of being, you know, in some of their cases, creating stuff and writing stuff and whatever. And so to some extent, the social media just allows them to have a direct relationship with their fans, yeah. which didn't exist, but they're super talented, right? And there's other people like uh, athletes or musicians, you know, just for Katie, I'll say, somebody like Taylor Swift Woo. is talking directly to her audience all day, yeah. right? Correct. And I think that's a big change while there's no sort of, I think Anna was really right in that comment. I think she's awesome. And... I think she yeah. deserves to be a star in movies and Absolutely. a lead in movies and has actually will range. I like that show she did with the kid. I can't remember. But anyway, the, the point is, but she, it's really hard to get through all the noise. And the thing that's really new to me about all this is there are people who aren't talented, who are just famous. Yeah. I mean, right. I think the living with the Kardashians <laughs> or... What do the Chrissies know or Honey Boo Boo or, you know, whatever. We've created this whole other class of people well, yes. who aren't about talent, aren't good at hitting a baseball, aren't amazing at singing or writing songs and right. are just letting everybody into their life. And basically it's a giant filmed sort of performance art piece. Right. And when Kim Kardashian's movie comes out, she just sold some comedy to Netflix. When it comes out, I'm going to die to see. I can't wait to see what she's like as an actress, right? Or yeah. what she's, is she really pick a movie where she's playing someone different than Kim Kardashian? Because there's nothing I've seen so far that says she could be an actress, right? Well, she was, she was in the American Horror Story, right? Was that? Oh, yeah. She I was doing no it. Watch that. I believe she plays a person who is like, like all knowing about social media. So like really, so she's how far off. Right. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there was a time when you, you were famous because you were special. And now I feel like we're drifting into a, you are special because you're famous. And I feel like mm. it's kind of a weird thing. That's a really um, great way to say it. I, yeah. that, that's how I kind of feel. I mean, I mean, I could have just got to the mic and said, the Jersey Shore cast is a ho our household names and just end my case there. <laughs> but I decided to go a little further. You, but know, the you know, I mean, that's reality shows and all of that kind of stuff like just changed a lot, changed a lot of who we're influencers are. Something that I remember, I unfortunately cannot remember the person who said this, but when I was at UCLA, I was in a meeting with like this guy who was making like the apps for the Kardashians. Do you remember when they all had their own like individual apps? <laughs> yeah. And oh, okay. we were talking about like celebrity in that way, like you're special because you are famous. And he said that he thinks this is kind of spiraling so much with like influencers and reality stars and stuff like that, that eventually anonymity is going to be the new celebrity. So like it's going to be more rare amazing. for <laughs> someone to be able to be like completely anonymous and like not have themselves online somewhere or on a but podcast. Not have, but, but who is also acting in movies and television shows? No. Or just like a, an someone, actual just human. An who, actual just anonymous <laughs> human who is not putting themselves out like performing on some kind of like oh social God. media there, in some way. There's a joke about that <laughs> in that old dad's movie which eh. But... 
there's a joke where literally they try to find an inf their new influencer is a person who has lived off the grid and like in the wild <laughs> and has never been on the internet. And they're like, this is the new person. We yeah. need to be the leader of our campaign. And they like have to go out and find this person like living off the land. Well, how do they no even know he exists? They had drones following him. Chris, I didn't write it. I didn't write the thing. Okay. <laughs> You know, um, it's simple. They walked through witch's hex, and there he was. No, the um, witch's hex. <laughs> so, but you can do that it. if I watch the, walk through a witch's hex. Everything can, <laughs> anything can be done. But no, that's well, the but, thing. I, that, that's a good point. Is like, it'll be the rare person who, like, you know, I mean, were we all shocked when Chris was like, I don't have Instagram when he started this podcast. I don't know if we were shocked, but we thought you maybe had like a picture somewhere. You were all, you weren't on IG. But nope. you are now, and thanks to fault. you two beautiful yep. people. And Thank you. I feel terrible. Is about it, it really getting more listeners? Please, that's the po that's the survey for today. <laughs> Write in if you've joined and listened you've to joined. one more Hollywood podcast. Everyone message Chris on Instagram. Me yes, being on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he loves friends. I know on that I personally, by putting a picture of me in the theater lobby at the Barbie screening, definitely magnified the Barbie box oh, office. Oh, absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. By all the Such people an influencer. I influence. Um, I hope that the next time we record an, a, a, an update on this, we talk about Chris's social media influence since he'll go viral <laughs> after this episode. Absolutely blew up. Uh, um, so this uh, relates, I think, to what I was talking about with my students back in 2014 and 2015, which... I don't know why this was like such a big deal to everyone at UCLA at the time, but Variety did these surveys about like, who do you think is more famous? And um, in 2014, the first, let's see, five people are YouTube stars. Oh, and wow. then in 2015, um, the first six people are YouTube stars. And then number seven is Bruno Mars. And number oh, eight right. is Taylor Swift. <laughs> so okay. they're outdated, but it was like, for some reason, revolutionary to us at the time. And then I remember talking to my students about it. And like, they, they're like, you know, Gen Z. And I feel like now it's not necessarily YouTube and more like TikTok and stuff TikTok, like that. Yeah. But, um, it wasn't that revolutionary to them. They were like, yes, this is like who I watch, you know, and who I think is like a more famous person. And these are people who are filming themselves and putting themselves on the internet rather than even like reality right. TV. Yeah. So well, that, but that's what makes me laugh. Chris knows, cause he's been on reality television as well. Like I always say, no one <laughs> enters a room once. Like everything is choreographed on a reality show. But what I love is a lot of people watch TikTok like my day at Disney or whatever. And they act like none of that is orchestrated. It's just funny to me because it's like you do know that that's just like reality television. It's just vertical and they had a, their yeah. own way of doing it. But it is an interesting thing is like, you know, I mean, I there's people I know that literally they get all their news from TikTok. They get all their information mm -hmm. from TikTok. Like they could just go for a like not go to a movie, not watch TV. Everything's through TikTok. It's everything that they need. Um, from news to commentary to sort of just regular content to shut their brain off for a little bit. So I could see why that's a big, uh, you know, a big influence is these people. I mean, how many times we've been eating in LA at a lunch somewhere and then somebody is like, 
oh my god who look who it is i'm like i, I don't know who that person is oh, oh they're from tiktok i'm like i, I don't know i had that. to do that when i was teaching at uci last year i was the first time that i was really like my students would bring i had this exact <laughs> conversation with my students about the ana de armas <laughs> article and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and they were mentioning names from tiktok and i was like uh-huh totally super famous <laughs> never heard of you're them like, before yeah you're like totes right that's <laughs> what the kids say totes <laughs> totes um no, it's just, it, you know, it, it's so, again, it's such an interesting thing now. And also like, again, like John Gordon had mentioned this, that like when they go to cast people, they're like, what is the social following of this person? Because it mm-hmm. does a little legwork for the marketing department to begin with that this person can post something and this many followers are on it. Um, you know, they're, they're, Netflix just had a, a, an Arnold Schwarzenegger doc come out. There's like a couple episodes, like a limited series. So in that doc, he mentions that he, he says, I was a salesman for the movie, not an artist on you for just accepting the fact you weren't a great actor, Arnold. But, um, the fact that literally yeah. he was like, my job was I act in the movie. And then my job was to go out there, do interviews, late night shows, whatever, and just push people to like, go see that movie. Now I wonder, and I want to ask you guys, because it's not so much having that undivided attention like they used to have, like the big movie stars or what we're calling them. Um, do you like, yeah. does that still work? You know, do does an actor coming on a featurette and being like, hey, this new movie I'm in, it's it's great. You're going to love it. Like, go see it. And you're just like, oh, sure. They said I should see it. I'll go see it. Does that work for you? And do you think it works for other people like the newer generation of folks? It doesn't work for me, and those shows now all just feel like promotional things, you know, like that they're just not any sort of journalism or or nuance to it. I hate to say this because I think this is the point that that everyone is making about the like authenticity and social media killing the movie star, but I think I would rather, you know, someone just like being a generally likable person, <laughs> and then I would be like. You know, I want to go see that because he's funny on Instagram or something like that, you know, like, I, I don't think anyone really wants to be told like, go see this movie. Right. You know? So, so that does make sense though with the followings then, because you could have no following on IG, but you could be like, you could go on Fallon and everybody Mm -hmm. and people would be like, eh, but if you are on social and people have gotten to know your character and who you are and they really like you, then Pair that with being in a franchise that already has an established storyline or whatever. And your marketing department, I mean, they might as well just sit back and have a pina colada. Cause well, like, you'd think that. But that's right. I made a choice <laughs> in my career and picked a guy who had 9 million YouTube subscribers named Shane Dawson to direct his first movie on a documentary series called The Chair. And we learned a lot of hard lessons about how it's not necessarily a guaranteed transition from loving somebody on YouTube when they're playing themselves to when they do something else, right? Like he, I think probably yeah. does great selling sunglasses or whatever he sells on his channel and people listen to that and he has a big following and I think he's been canceled like four times since then and comes back and his life again is like a performance art piece his whole life. But when you actually take him to some other thing, right? It doesn't necessarily translate for everybody. Now, we had some practical reasons, like who is on YouTube watching Shane Dawson, who's also a subscriber to Stars. Right. Um, I don't think very many, to be honest. 
I actually, um, I don't know, I haven't brought this up yet, but I, my master's thesis was about this exact um, thing about, about like stars, YouTube, YouTube stars transitioning to tra- traditional film and television. Oh, there we go. Perfect. And it like it, I, my case study was the YouTuber Grace Helbig, who I love. Mm-hmm. She is really funny. And um, she had for a short time, a show on E! That was like kind of like a talk show. The Rock was on it, actually. And it's all um, coming together. Yeah. And they tried to do like some kind of like funny, weird things like you would do on YouTube. But it was like in a traditional kind of like TV set. And it just didn't translate. And I think the whole thing I was writing about was like, it's like you you can cater to a specific medium that has like specific, you know, ways that it works and it doesn't always translate and that means the audience also doesn't always translate um and i think there was only like one one season or two seasons of that show and grace helbig is still on youtube and like doing really well and it's just interesting how those those things just didn't well that was also i mean there's always at least for me a little bit of the follow the money concept you know uh but you know grace i think is a great example i met her a couple times years and years ago that (laughs) there was a time that a lot of those folks tried to take those support they had at YouTube because the direct financial gain for people wasn't that big. It wasn't like when you're reading about, you know, some movie stars getting $12 million starring a movie and you're, you know, you're not yet making $12 million off YouTube. You're, you're thinking, well, maybe I can take all this fame and go get that kind of money to be in a movie and I can keep the money I'm making over here on YouTube. Right. Mm -hmm. And maybe they help each other. And then I think Grace is a perfect example because she's been around long enough to have a history. She realized, A, that other business, it's totally random who gets paid $12 million and who doesn't. It's not about all of her people. Plus, YouTube figured out to get to where she's probably making good money on YouTube and Mm -hmm. is in total control. I mean, John Gordon also talked about Mr. Beast. You know, half of his thing is, I don't want to go into regular Hollywood because I don't need to listen to all those idiots tell me what to do. I'm going to do my thing. And if people like it, great. And if they don't, great. Like, and I think that's a new attitude also, which is creators don't need the big committee that Hollywood brings uh-huh. along. They don't need, if you're in TV, the executives at the network and the executives from the uh, advertisers. Mm-hmm. They just don't need any of that stuff. They're, it's going just fine. And I think that's yeah. one of the big things that's hurt this general premise of what we're talking about is the movie star concept is you can... Also, it's diluted who goes and watches things, right? Like in the 80s, as Dennis said, when he grew up, uh, uh, an average hit television show is (laughs) is getting 30 million people at the exact same time on a specific night, right? Mm -hmm. Today, you read about a hit show, you know, something did great, had its premiere night, it got 1.8 million people. And that's not even at one time on one night. <laughs> yeah. That's over yeah. like four days and different ways of streaming and this and that. And the point is that we just don't have a ton of people doing the same things anymore, which also means that you can know, you know, somebody like it happens to me now all the time in casting stuff. Uh, when people say, you know, what about this person? I'm like, I have no idea who they are. And they're like, well, they've been on this hit show on Apple TV. And you're like, well, I, I've never seen that show. 
right? Like, the way you said Apple TV, it sounded like you were you had some disgust in that voice. By the way, I just want you to know, <laughs> it, it's not disgust. Like, it's just you that were just like, and you had. A I don't think enough people Apple watch TV. Apple TV to say anyone who wasn't a star already, who is on Apple TV, is a star that could open a movie. And maybe that's part of what we're talking about. Is is part of the definition of snar being famous, which we've hit a lot in this first thirty minutes. Yeah, or for me in the business and the business, what it really means is can you help open a movie? It's the pina colada Dennis was talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. If I get, you know, Ryan Reynolds, can I just start drinking pina coladas? Cause that movie's going to sell itself. Yeah. You're right? basically starting on third base. If you have a huge social following of your stars and you have a, a an established, right. fo- it, like it, if it's the right movie, Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds did this little, uh, horror or thriller movie about I think his wife or his daughter gets kidnapped and he's trying to catch him and whatever. And he's really good in it. And it's it's scary and weird. And, you know, and it was, I, I think, like in theaters only for a short time. And then it was a big, you know, pay-per-view. And then, you know, it's all on the streamers. But I remember thinking, watching the movie the whole time going, well, when's he going to be a smartass? When's oh, he yeah. going to get his chance to talk shit to the kidnapper? And, and then I, as his a trademark. filmmaker, a producer guy, I'm like, he will never get that chance because if he breaks into smart assery while his daughter is being kidnapped, he's an idiot. Like that right. character is an idiot. Well, he should right? charge so, them more like like taking your sleeves off, right? Chris, <laughs> like it's something like that. You're going to keep trying to get that story. Aren't I'm going to try to get people to listen to some of our older episodes for sure. But I don't think that I don't think that like that's the thing, though, is we've all seen movies where big, big stars established franchise or character didn't work out. Like I mentioned the mummy with yeah. Tom Cruise, yeah. right? That didn't work out. And I'll be completely honest. And I know this is going to be blasphemy for this podcast, but the entire cast of cats, including <clears throat> Taylor Swift, couldn't help that movie. <laughs> yeah. That movie. And that th- if you look at that cast, it's insane. It's insane. But then they made these weird little cat people and it's, it didn't, it didn't but go see, well. That's also know? the thing that if you're back to grace or, or Taylor Swift, if you've built a big following and 200 million people love you and will pay money to see you sing or, or love your YouTube videos or whatever, to risk the chance that you're going to go be a cat in what people now joke about as the worst, one of the worst movies ever made, that's actually a big risk for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because now people are like, Taylor Swift is in that movie. Well, maybe she's not that good at picking movies. Maybe I don't yeah. want to. I don't think you know? any. I don't think she could do any wrong. She could just I mean, go ahead and make another movie, terrible movie now, and she's still going to be on top. So bad. But how did she though. not bring it back then? Like if she just yeah. walked out on stage because it was pre-Eras tour. She right, has. But if she just oh, walked out on the Eras you know? tour in her cat outfit and said, would, "I know all of you. A lot of people don't think this movie's good." But I love this movie, and I love being a cat. And for this one moment, I'm going to sing the song I sang in the yeah. movie right here on tour. You think people are going to go watch the movie? I think the Academy would probably make an exception and then nominate <laughs> oh my. it for the. <laughs> I mean, kidding. that movie made 27 million dollars domestically. Like, like literally, if every celebrity in that movie got 20 dollars, they didn't make their money back. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Like, yeah. it was not yeah. great. I didn't it, see it, that movie. I it's also just terrifying. Cats. It's yeah. like the teeth on Sonic. It's just, it was a poor CGI dis- situation. But like, also I remember, uh, this is like 2010, so good God, that was a thousand years ago. But like, Fred was a character. Yeah. And then they did Fred the movie and yeah. is literally, arguably as bad as Cats. I mean, yeah. it's got like a, 
like a two rating on IMDb. It's like just brutal. <laughs> but again, that's the that's when you, like Katie was saying, you try the gimmicks of what works in YouTube to uh But I would just say film. I would just say being a representing guys who 2010 is later in their life. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, Chris, I, I forgot. I, I would say it's not like we haven't tried this shit before in Hollywood. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it is meant to be a podcast, to try to help people get a little context. Yeah, Saturday don't watch Live. Cats. We did it. Saturday Night Live <laughs> is super popular in the seventies and eighties. And yeah. mm-hmm. They tried to make a lot of the skits that people really liked, particularly the sort of Will Ferrell generation, into movies. And some of them were funny. Some of them lasted because back then, one idea in a funny movie, you had control of the audience server. You don't see Saturday Night Live making movies now. They're just having you watch the skits and do the other stuff because they realize that that isn't going to carry it in the same way that you know, it might have back then. There but even like when John Belushi was a big movie. star, the movies he did okay. weren't Saturday Night Live spawned, right? Like Blues Brothers or Animal House. or He just was a comedian who also was on Saturday Night Live. And I think you could say that about some of the people who, you know, you, you see in movies and stuff now. It's like a comedian who has a big YouTube following and does stuff and then also plays a funny character in a movie or a television show works perfectly. Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. It's it's just the question of and that's why I'm saying we've had these other formats that worked that then, you know, I personally grew up and I'm a giant Eddie Murphy fan and I'm sad that he feels like he has to make these little holiday movies on Amazon that he has right now. Because that is some candy I cane lane went shade to his right raw there. tour in <laughs> person. I love watching it. I quote it to people and it used to make me cool. Now people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? And yeah. Eddie Murphy came out of Saturday Night Live and became a giant movie star, right? Massive. And and I think, you know, it, it's a, there are ones that work and there are ones that don't work. And whether it's social media, the internet or not, this idea of being famous and then translating that to a piece of business, like a marketing or whatever, like a movie or a television show or Broadway. I mean, there's a lot of people who do TV. I think Steve Carell's about to be on Broadway for the first time or, oh. you know, other people that it's, it, it, there's this whole idea of, can we get this new audience who loves the office, right? To come to Broadway. And maybe it's people who never went to Broadway. And that's always a little bit of a harder transition than people think. Cause there's right. a reason why people don't go to Broadway and it isn't just because their favorite movie stars aren't on it. And there's a reason why streaming is kicking everybody's ass right now is because it's in your fucking house. Yeah. I mean, if Steve yeah, Carell like- come perform a Broadway show in my house, I'd be there. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to transition all that. So I always think about Hugh Jackman. Like yeah. he was like Wolverine, Logan yeah. being one of the best superhero movies yeah. ever. The greatest showman. showman and then yeah. Les oh, Miserables, yeah. which, you know, it's like the guy. It, I always I always like when a person can do the, the comedy, right. the drama. You know, it's beyond. Well, I got to say that thing. guy in particular. And this is why I say I have a chip about reality stars. No offense to your Jersey Shore folks. But how dare you? Hugh Jackman. <laughs> is one of the most talented performers I've ever seen. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I yeah. had the greatest like uh, experience, which just totally was crazy. A friend of mine knows him pretty well and was getting married. 
And Hugh Jackman did this musical number, singing and dancing and toasting the couple at this wedding. That was literally one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and you're sitting there and you're like, this dude is so talented. It's not like there was a ton of writers. It wasn't like there were directors. There wasn't a ton of... He decided he'd do something funny. Yeah, the band knew what he was doing. Yeah, they were paying his songs. Yes, I'm sure he thought through. But he's dancing. And it was so honest and sweet for the couple. And and it was like... I was like, that dude just can't stop himself from performing. I was at another wedding again. I'm a Hollywood idiot. And, and so sometimes I'm at Hollywood weddings. And... Jimmy Kimmel was there and and had and give and this is one of the greatest wedding speeches I've ever heard, right? <laughs> and so you say, well, of course it's Jimmy Kimmel, but I actually look at it the other way, which is no, of course that's why Jimmy Kimmel is Jimmy Kimmel because he probably right. gave wedding speeches before he ever had a TV show and was funny as fucking shit right. then too, right? And like I just that's why he hosts the Oscars, right? Like he's. Yeah. And and I just think that's the thing about Hollywood that I love as a small town kid from from Maryland is that these people are fucking entertaining. Yeah. And I think the saddest part about the movie star name that or the the title or description like what you're when we bring this up and we say, "Oh, let's talk about are there any more movie stars?" The sad part for me is we also might be losing some of the just appreciation for unfucking believably talented people oh, absolutely. who are totally driven to entertain us, make us laugh. I mean, look, I had the great experience early in my career to work with Robin Williams. And that guy literally couldn't go without wanting to entertain people. He meant it genuinely, or he was totally shut down when he was preparing. There was only two speeds, really, that I saw. And I don't know him well at all, right? But my point is you watch that guy and it's as close to a genius I've ever been around in my life. And it was like he was so talented. Like if, if we had never found Robin Williams and he was just telling jokes to the coworkers at Starbucks, that would be a disaster for, for all of us who've laughed yeah. at that guy. Yeah. Well, it, it weirdly, all of this does kind of go back to the authenticity thing, you know, because that right. is just authentically who Robin Williams was, you know, and yeah. like, it sounds like Hugh Jackman just authentically is the talented person will even perform like this at a wedding, you know, yeah. and yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, like Kristen Wiig yeah. coming out of Saturday Night yeah. Live and writing yeah. and being in Bridesmaids, like that yeah. is just who she is, Melissa you know, McCarthy. and that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then at the same time, like someone like Grace Helbig has like an authenticity about her and like is herself within like the certain medium where yeah. like she has kind of built that. So it's it's almost like it hasn't really changed. Like authenticity right. is really still the key thing. It's just like yeah. Who has it? Who has it and like <laughs> how do you how do you show it weirdly? Like well, on the what medium do you thing show about it? that for me and I may be it's too early yet to tell because even though you taught this class because you were ahead of the curve in 2015, the we're still the jury's still out on where is entertainment going to go because that's why all the big companies are having trouble, right? And whatever. Yeah. But the the truth of the matter is, I think it is the great equalizer having this new ability to be direct to customers mm-hmm. because one of the things Hollywood had going for it that I don't think it has anymore is it was a little bit of a gated community. And there were all these people who would take their piece of you 
if you turned out to be really fame, really funny or really good or whatever, and, and try to maneuver you around to do shit and try like the rock, you get the sense he doesn't, he might have agents and managers and shit, but they work for him. The rock understands who the rock is when he was in training to be a wrestler at the WWF, there was nobody telling him he was trying to do it himself. Right. I think Taylor Swift, what was she 12, 15 or something? Did her first song on YouTube. You know, like she's, she'd been trying to design Taylor Swift. I think what we're going to, and what I hope and my even secret little belief of what we might be helping people think about in this little podcast is it's creators and people who figure out how to tell the story. So grace, if grace Helberg ever had an idea of something she really wanted to do to play another character, right? Like she wanted mm-hmm. to create a movie or create a TV show. I believe she could do it, right? Yeah. But just taking, as you said, the show that was on E, just taking what she does on YouTube and putting it on TV isn't it. She'd have right. to think of something that would be her thing, but only really Grace could do that. Maybe yeah. a fan, maybe a writer come and say, Grace, you do this really well. This will work really well for X, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but it's, it, it hopefully becomes a more egalitarian way to discover the people who are really talented. The hard part is there's really talented people in one area or another who aren't creators, right? Yeah. So they can't just turn on their laptop and be super. I mean, what what would Robert De Niro's YouTube channel be if he started now? Right? right. Like, what would you just be like, dude? Stop talking to the camera. Literally, just turn it <laughs> off and just hope Martin Scorsese calls you again because yeah. he yeah. needs people that make like him that. Mad, you know? Right? Yeah. Exactly. And so I think you're in that moment now where we're trying to figure out what's the balance between the two things. And I think that the thing I love, even though. I'm inside that gated community in some ways. I love that the gates are coming down because I think there are super talented people and people have something to say and Mm -hmm. people doing stuff who aren't getting through the gates, but they have to figure out how to use this direct to the audience thing to have a career, to make a living, to do whatever, and not have to have all these idiots, of which I guess you could call me one, who have to give you the stamp of approval to get to the next level, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just, yeah. you know, Mr. Beast style. Like you're just, I mean, fuck all you idiots. You don't understand, I'm doing it. You don't think the guys that started Saturday Night Live didn't think that? They're like, if NBC walks in here one more times and tell us we can't make a sex joke, right? We're fucking leaving. Yeah. I mean, if, if you were the writers of Saturday Night Live who started that, or Lauren Michaels, you would have started on YouTube. You'd be doing it right now, you'd be doing skits, and you'd be killing everybody. Mm-hmm. And every comedian would try to get on it and it wouldn't be on TV, right? Yeah. That's going to start happening. Creators are going to find performers. Performers will find people who help them. It'll start going that way. Right now we're in this weird mush because, you know, people go in different ways. There's also a lot of hangers on, agents, managers, other people who are like, we, we want to stick where the big dollars are, you know? Um, but I just think the movie star thing really is valuable because it's showing that somebody has actually staying power, right? Mm-hmm. Like they right. they are actually really good at what they're doing. It's sort of like an all-star yeah. game, all-star team in the sports. You're like, yeah. this dude is good at second base, yeah. right? Yeah. So that matters. I think Hollywood's a little stuck because they don't really know what the right thing is yet for these new people, Right. Should yeah. the Emmys have a YouTube category and Grace is up for an Emmy every year? In my opinion, yes. 
right? Yeah. And should that tell regular people like me who don't watch YouTube all the time, say, hey, maybe there's some shit for me on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know? I will admit yeah. I've been I've... stuck in the fucking Instagram hole recently because of you <laughs> yeah. guys and found <laughs> yes. myself two hours later going, why did I just watch a whole bunch of people sit down at random pianos and play songs and surprise people? It was <laughs> fucking awesome. Just in airports, in the middle of malls, dudes sitting down, men and women who could fucking play piano, just playing for people and people coming around. That's I love it. I watched 600 of them. It's embarrassing to admit, but I did. <laughs> well, I do. I think we've kind of like, it, we've. I think we've decided. Like, I don't think there's ever going to not be movie stars. I think we'll always have those kind of like big movie stars who are like, you know, Hugh Jackman, who can like do everything, who are super talented. Um, but then we're also going to have the Grace Helbigs who are also super talented and funny and they should have their own category in whatever award show, you know? Right. And I think instead of like Hollywood trying to be like, how do we fit them all together and make them all the same definition? Like we just all need to accept that we have right. different definitions of stars. Yeah. And well, so I want to say challenges. that was Katie's very sweet. We trying to stick them all together. We're trying to figure out how it works. And it's a little bit more of an academic less aggressive i think what holly's trying to do is how the fuck do we make money off these people yeah that is exactly <laughs> and, and what i was trying to say but i didn't say that's that. all they're thinking about <laughs> in fact someone's gonna listen to this podcast and be like i better go watch grace helberg maybe there's another way to make some money off that girl and <laughs> and i think the point is that's the part i like the most is this direct to consumer and the technology kind of thing is sort of what would i say is like it's at least bringing down the control of the gate a little bit, right? And I, I think if we end up in a situation where Hollywood people stop looking at it at the enemy, the people, the writers, the creators, or the whatever, the Saturday Night Live writer, like those three guys who right now have these funny skits that they're the writers behind the scenes. I just saw one uh-huh. uh, they Please did don't recently destroy with Shyamalan or whatever, and uh, it was funny as shit. And like, I don't know who those three people are, but I and I don't I haven't watched Saturday Night Live in a while, but. That skit was really funny. But like if those people were to sit down and say, let's figure something out for these three people because they're funny or maybe there's a short form version like, you know, and not force it on them like Quibi, you know, but like they they actually create something that's really funny. I, I, I think that we'll hopefully be on this podcast in a few years and say they figured that shit out, right? That it's not movie star. And like you, Katie, when you did the introduction, you called them YouTube stars or... You yeah, call them TikTok, uh, stars. TikTok stars. I think the point is it's their short form, direct to the yeah. camera, whatever. Stars. I mean, I'll have a horrible name for it, but I think it's just stars. Right? Yeah. And to some extent, as much as I make fun of the Kardashians, it's not something I watch. They got as much staying power as anybody. Yeah. I mean, they have found a way to make that interesting and make their lives interesting. Yeah. And they have committed 100%. And every time a new kid comes along, there's a whole new set of makeup products for sale and, That's right. you know, yeah, whatever. We, we and can't get rid of them. It's Absolutely. Like, but yeah. I mean, they, they do it right, whether it's the Chris, whether it's the, the all of them together. But they, they have made themselves a publicly living organism as if we're watching... A, a you know real life reality show well yeah i actually had a student who wrote an amazing paper that was comparing like an old tv sitcom i forget which one to the keeping up with the kardashians show and just proved that 
Keeping Up with the Kardashians is just a family sitcom, you know, yeah. and like we can just think of them. It's like structured exactly the same. Yeah. Um, which I think is well, actually, I'm going to credit Sonia with this um, because this was a really good point. But she made a good point when we were prepping for this episode that movie stars on like the big screen, like we see them as untouchable because they're on this big screen only a few times a year. But then television stars, you're kind of welcoming them into your home once a week and they feel more like yeah, your yeah. friend or your family. Um and then reality TV, we we went really spiraled with this um, with this concept. Reality TV, I feel like, was the next step where it's like, okay, they're in your house once a week, and, but it is their quote unquote real life. You know, like you are learning really about them. So I think the the Kardashians kind of like built that like belief, you know, that we are actually like learning about this family but at the same time it's structured just like a sitcom like any other but then it kind of goes from there where like youtube was literally you know, someone's just filming their days like their daily vlogs yeah, you yeah. know and or then, as dennis said filming it but then doing second takes in case they didn't like it yeah. hell yeah they do that Come <laughs> yeah on, but see like i have questions and i know we got to go and that is a great point uh but like i would go one step further and this i'm just curious i don't think any of you have any inside information i sure don't but i think of things like when i follow or get a piece of you know some update through some service about the kardashians i always think to myself like did they date famous people for the show or did they really want to date them right like did did like how far inside their psyche has the show gone to being their real life Right. Their life, their life's like marketing and promo information. Well, well, like, can they even tell the difference? Like, if if Kim all by herself, and again, I never met her, I don't have any idea about her. She seems actually like a pretty cool person. But the uh, the the point is, do you really wake up and want to marry Kanye West? Like, I, I don't know that that you want to do that, right? But it certainly works for the show, right? Like, and so you think, wow, she's committed to the show. She went full bore and said, I'm American, yeah. <laughs> right? So I she's can, like, we need a new third act. You know, right. Like, and the other sister, Chloe, is, is dating a few NBA players, right? And the, the. Well, yeah. This gets us into, I think, like the larger idea of even just publicity, you know, and how, like, right. they're. Cool that should be people. another episode all yeah. together. There's, yeah. There. Uh, there's like an academic article that analyzes the relationship between Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively if it was like a publicity relationship. And I right. was like, no, 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 no. Don't do this to me. I love them. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't want to yeah. I don't want to analyze that. Because we're going to have to bring up somebody else you like and whether that's a real relationship or not. <clears throat> anyway. <gasps> oh, I said it. Oh, crap. We better stop the podcast Let's here. Stop the podcast before Dennis All right. gets She finishes All her right. tour, her concerts, and she goes <laughs> home and lays by the fire with her pro football boyfriend. And it's totally normal. You guys be careful. Okay. Be I want to be careful. careful here. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Holy <laughs> hell. Uh, so do you agree that movie stars are a thing of the past? Who do you think are the big stars today? We want to hear from you guys. Follow our podcast and check out for new episodes every Thursday. Bye. <laughs> oh, nothing. I didn't get anything from her. I'm sorry. She, she you did so it. Close. You did it perfectly. Perfectly.